Welcome to the Leave Better Podcast, where we coach you how to overcome what's holding you back from your next level. Our goal is for you to win in your business and life. Join us in engaging conversations with extraordinary people. Here's your host, certified coach and licensed therapist, Miriam Gunn. Whether you are a high performer, an entrepreneur, or someone who prioritizes growth in their life, this episode has something for you. Today, we will hear from Hallie Brooke, a personal trainer, nutritionist, and a warm, enthusiastic entrepreneur who I interviewed with a co-host and friend, Ryan Toth, CEO of Clear, which is a marketing agency dedicated to helping you clarify your offering and increase your revenue. Ryan and I did several of these co-hosted interviews when we were experimenting with starting our own podcast in early 2021. The following has some excellent excerpts on mindset, business iteration, and giving back. If you would like to hear the full version of this podcast, go to clearbrandacademypodcast.com. Thank you for having me be here. So my first one's called Playful Fitness. It's a personal training and mindset coaching business designed around the idea that Somehow, when we're kids, we don't ever think about our traps or our lats. And most kids, childhood obesity aside, are actually really fit people. Girls are doing monkey bars and boys are running sprints and kids are generally really fit. And then somehow we hit our 20s, 30s, 40s and moving our bodies becomes something that has to be on the checklist. And it usually ends up getting pushed down and pushed down and pushed down and pushed down until it just doesn't happen for 10 years. And then we're super unhealthy people. So the idea of playful fitness is how do we bring that joy of movement back in to fitness for adults in a way that moves moving your body up higher on the priority list? Because we do things that are fun. You know, even if there's not time in the day to, you know, do the laundry, we'll still find time to sit on the back porch and drink margaritas and eat chips and salsa because it's fun. So how do we move fitness up into that same like, I don't have time for anything else in my life, but this is fun. I'm going to do it. So that's what Playful Fitness is. Personal training is kind of the foundation of what I do. So they come to the gym and they work out with me. And then I have an app. And in the app, I build custom workouts for people based on their lives. So if they have a gym that they like going to, I'll build workouts at the gym. If they would prefer going to the park and playing with their kids while they move their body, I'll build workouts designed around a playground. If they have, you know, like weights and bands at home, we'll design workouts around that. And that's great because that has some level of accountability. So as people learn this process of moving for joy, you know, there's also an accountability piece of going like, hey, you didn't move today. Your personal trainer saw that. What happened? And then I also have a four-month mindset course curriculum that's online that all of my clients are subscribed to, and it has four parts. So the first part is learning to move for joy. So why, why do I use that language instead of working out? What does that mean, and how do we implement that in our lives? And then find your fuel, which is we're going to throw out the idea of diets, and we're going to figure out what actually fuels you and fuels your body best so that you know how to eat to feel your best so that you do have energy to engage in your life. The head college of rhinoplasty, so nose jobs, did this incredible study that had double blind placebo controlled, but the two experiment groups, one group got a nose job and that's it. And one group got kind of like internal self-worth and value coaching. And then at the end, they compared to see who thought of themselves more highly. And what's fascinating is the people who got the nose job, their self-worth actually decreased in the studies and the group that got that coaching increased. 
So I've taken that and said, okay, most of my clients are coming to me for weight loss or looking better. That's typically why people hire a personal trainer. But we know that you can lose 10 pounds. And if you don't have that internal worth and value, you're still going to feel really terrible about yourself. So adding that piece in is super important. And then the fourth module is just, I call them happy habits. So how do you put these habits in your life in a way that will sustain them through Christmas holidays and crazy times with family? I just wanted to comment on how much I appreciate your enthusiasm and the way you're processing this from a space of what is really going to help your clients, not what's going to make you the most money. And I think that's what makes entrepreneurs successful when they are saying, how can I best serve my clients? And I love that you're able to quote this study and say, hey, mindset is every bit as important as movement and, and movement's super important. But as someone who's both a therapist and a coach, I think mindset is like the bee's knees. It's, it's huge. So really mindset is the base of that pyramid. It should come first. And then nutrition is next because that's when you're going to get the most traction and then movement and then habits. But what we do instead is we go movement first because movement actually creates momentum. Once you're moving, now we have some traction and then we go into nutrition because then people actually start seeing results once they start changing the way they eat. And then you can talk to them about, okay, now you've lost some weight and you still feel really bad about yourself. So let's talk about what you need to do in here. I want to go back for just a second to what you were explaining about your pyramid. And I want to know, was that something you came into your business with these ideas about this is how I want to have this structured. And then over time you learned, okay, we got to do this a little bit differently. Or did you come in um, with one idea and over time it morphed? Give us a little timeline of how it was when you began and then what it's become. The way I structure my business and how I work with clients is based in research and psychology because I'm a nerd and I read stuff a lot. It's also based in my own story and in just so in my own story personally and then also in my own story as a business owner as I grew and kind of realized, oh, there's these other things. So my own personal story is I was a college athlete, super fit, super healthy, could eat whatever I wanted got out of college and wasn't working out six hours a day. And so started gaining weight and couldn't figure it out. So I, my answer to that was just to stop eating. So I sort of went like the eating disorder route, which is not good. And then just my own process of figuring out how to go to the gym and how to start moving my own body when I didn't have a coach yelling at me and working through the process of learning how to move for joy and then figuring out food is something that my body needs because food is fuel. That's why I call it find your fuel. And I can't do the things that I want to do unless I'm feeding my body. So it was never a diagnosed eating disorder, but if I'm honest with myself, that's what it was. And so a lot of that is rooted in rooted in that for me. And then also realizing, you know, a ton of my identity was in being a national level college athlete. And now I'm just nobody because a national level college athlete is great until you graduate your senior year. And then it's like, well, now what am I? So that kind of identity piece, my own journey of walking through and working on, you know, like how to, how to navigate that. And then my journey as a business owner, starting as a bar Pilates instructor, and then realizing my clients needed more because coming to a bar class once a week is not going to get them to where they need to be. So then going and doing National Academy of Sports Medicine and becoming a personal trainer. And then same thing, now they're working out with me three times a week, but that's still not going to get them where they need to go. And so then 
adding in nutrition because that's so important and then realizing, oh, I'm not the only one who deals with self-image issues. That's actually the root of this whole thing. Um, and if I don't add that in, I'm just going to create people with six packs who hate themselves. That's not good. So adding that in so people can figure out, you know, how to work through their trauma and love themselves and grow. So all of the above. How long would you say it took for you to be convinced that these insights you're having are, yes, this is the way to go? Because I think initially people have an idea and then you have to sort of test on it and see what kind of feedback do you get. So how long did it take you to become convinced? But then how long does it take your clients who probably come in with, look, the answer is just getting in shape. Don't give me all this other stuff. And so you have to kind of keep them in the loop long enough for them to grab onto, ah, she's onto something here. So just part of my personality is I'm just uh, like, I've got an idea and I'm going. The upside of that is I don't spend a lot of time like stuck in my own head thinking of if it's going to work or not. The downside of that is I end up spending a lot of time building something and then like tweaking it as I go. So I make a recording and then it's good and then I use it for a while and then I have to like remake it because I learn new things in the process versus if I had pulled back for, you know, a day and like written it out, it might have gone a little bit smoother the first time. But I also think that's just part of entrepreneurship. Like we just try stuff and when it works, it works and when it doesn't, we tweak it. So the answer to how do I do this is, is once I have an insight, I'm like, great, let's do it. Also results in my life being really full and a little overwhelming because I have 14 ideas at the same time and I'm like running with all of them. So that's me. And then my clients, it's funny. I still to this day, because I started my business as pure personal training, I still have clients who are just personal training. And then I have clients who are personal training and nutrition. And then I have clients who are personal training, nutrition, and mindset because I've grown it as I've learned. And so as I've learned, I've just added these pieces to my program and that's what people get. So there's not really a whole lot of convincing. It's just like, this is what I am, this is what I do. And they say, great, that's awesome. So at whatever level I'm at in my own process of learning what's going to be best for them is what they're getting. And then I have a handful of clients. Like I have one client who started with me as personal training, did that for a really long time, then stopped because she moved and then actually just called me again last week for nutrition stuff. And so now she's working with me for nutrition stuff and she's back in the app and we're doing mindset. So part of that answer is, you know, I, I feel bad for my clients who started working with me right out of the gate because they're not sold on nutrition and mindset. And I talk to them about it all the time, but they didn't get that from the beginning. So they're still on this personal training track. Whereas my clients who got that as I added it in, that's all integrated and that's all they know. One of the things that I'm learning is that whatever that first iteration was, there's still value in it. There's value for me and there's value for my clients. And so you know, if that's what they're seeing instead of the one that's quote unquote perfect, which the reality is nothing will be perfect ever. If they're still, if they're seeing the old iteration, there's still value there. If there was something that was legitimately wrong, like I quoted a study wrong, or I didn't have my facts right. Now that's something that I'll go, you know, take down because it's not accurate. And I want to make sure that my clients and the people who are following me, watching me, whatever, have accurate information. That's important to me. And science changes too. So, you know, like this study was really good in 2016, but now we have the 2021 study and it's changed. So 
as I've progressed, I used to take everything down and then only have the quote perfect one up. Now, for the most part, I just leave it. And I know that people who are really watching me and watching my journey watch that progression. And the people who, you know, stumble into version 101, there is still value in version 101. And it's not bad that they're watching that. It's totally fine. So I now just make the next one and then leave it be. (laughs) I just love your sense of clarity about who you are and what you offer. And I think each entrepreneur is in the process as they continue to develop of, I mean, I see it in my own life where we get a little bit clearer and then our offerings change a little bit. You know, what we charge goes up a little bit and, you know, the smile as we engage with our clients goes up. I mean, it's just this whole process. I really want to understand the beliefs that have made the biggest impact on you as an entrepreneur. And then maybe this ties into a mentoring relationship, someone who showed you how to live well and do business well. I don't know, but I want to throw it out there and we're just going to see where it goes. In terms of my own beliefs, there's been three that have really shifted the way I roll. One of them has been letting go of perfection and action taken in the right direction, even if it's not 100% on point. You know, I might not go beeline from point A to point Z, I might zigzag a little bit, but zigzagging from point A to point B is going to get me there a lot faster than sitting at point A trying to figure out how to get to point B perfectly. So that's been a huge one for me is just being okay with not getting it right. I think another one for me has been around money and finances. I grew up in a one income household. We never were lacking. I had food and clothes and a roof over my head but there was never more than enough. There was enough, but there is never more than enough. And so getting over some of my guilt and shame around, you know, having an income that actually supports myself and being able to ask, ask for that and say like, my value is 2,500 for four months and, and having the backup, like I'm not just picking a number out of thin air. I've like done the math. I've backed it up. Um, it's a really fair offer. It's a ton of value, but That's been huge for me and has taken a long time. When I first started as a personal trainer, I was charging $20 an hour. I'm okay really charging what I'm worth. It's not even worth saying charging more. It's just charging what I'm actually worth. And then realizing that as I make more, money's money's not the goal. My goal is to help people love their lives and live them well. That's my mission. My mission, which is on my whiteboard, is love God, love people, serve others. That's what I'm doing in my everyday basis. And, And money is a tool in order to do that. So even it's funny, like one of the things I wrestled with was as I grew my business, uh, my house was a train wreck because I was an entrepreneur and like running around and doing all these things and I didn't have time to clean my house, but I wasn't going to hire a house cleaner because like, that's what snobby rich people do. And I'm not a snobby rich person. And then I was sitting on my back porch one day and just thinking about, I just need someone to vacuum and had this realization. Actually, if I hire a house cleaner, I am allowing someone else to feed their family. Like I am investing in someone else's business and I'm, I'm developing another relationship with another human on this planet. Oh, (laughs) and so I have a house cleaner now who I love and is a friend has become a friend and she's amazing. And she owns her own house cleaning business. So it means my business is now supporting another woman led business locally. And that's, that's a big deal to me. And then just my ability to give back more and to give more to my church and give more to local, like it's not bad 
to have income money is a tool, not the end goal. So the third one is work and rest are equally revered. That is one that I am still in the process of working on. My personal medicator is work. My life starts falling apart. I start a business. That's like other people drink or do drugs. I just start more businesses. Learning that my worth doesn't come from my business. Um, My worth doesn't come from the success of my clients, even though that's something that's really important to me. My worth doesn't come from being busy. I think entrepreneurs especially, but also women, the busier we are, the more worth we think we have. And that is just a total lie. And so learning that, you know, I'm allowed to take a nap and that's a really good thing. Friday at sundown, phone goes off and phone is off until Saturday morning or sorry, Saturday at sundown period, end of discussion. Like that is a 24 hours where I am not working under any circumstances. Even if it's like a five alarm fire, it's like, well, figure that out later. Those have been huge for me. And I think for me, that's what's made running my business sustainable. My company is called Leave Better Coaching and Therapy. And the idea is that you come and get some help and you leave better, but also that everything you touch in life is left better. And so our final question is really, what is your best tip for making the world a better place? Oh, I love that. Leave better. Honestly, my my best tip is is enter into stuff with a servant heart. If you serve well, your business is going to grow. If you serve well, your relationships are going to be healthy. If you serve well, your neighborhood is going to be healthy. If you serve well, you're going to be healthy because you serve yourself too. And I think that's a huge shift. Same thing that I've made in my business. I think I started my business like most entrepreneurs do. Like I have an idea and it's going to absolutely change the world and I'm going to do it and it's going to be awesome, but it's actually all about me. There's a lot of eyes in that last sentence I just said. And the truth is, so my mission, um, love God, love people, serve others. If I can do that every single day, my business is going to grow, but I'm also going to go to bed satisfied. Whether I got a new client, whether I didn't get a new client, whether my client lost 15 pounds or five pounds, did I love them? Did I love God? Did I serve them well? Um, If the answer is yes, then I have had a successful day. And I think that's where, you know, it's from the overflow of the heart that things happen. And if the overflow of our heart is greed, then that's what's going to be around us. And if the overflow of our heart is service, then we're going to make the world a better place no matter what, whether we're talking with the grocery store clerk or a client or a friend or anything like that. You couldn't end on a better note. That just feels profound and weighty. Playfulfitness.org or livenourishedcoaching.com. And then Instagram, I'm at Hallie Brook. So just like you spell my name, H-A-L-L-Y-B-R-O-O-K-E. And then it's underscore nourished. Thank you guys. This was fun. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to pursue more in the self-development realm for you and your business, contact us at leavebetter.com where you leave better, and in addition, you leave the people and earth around you better as well. Think about this. Where you are currently is as a result of the decisions you made six months ago. Similarly, the actions you take today set you up for six months from now. So do something today that pushes you toward that next level of you. One last thing before you go. 
Become the dealer of growth in your sphere of influence by sharing this episode with two friends. And if you'd like to help me personally, leave a review because yes, that actually does help. Now, go be intentional.